turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 30. I want someone to help me shout and read it out, just like the days of our fathers, that we shout and read the scriptures. Uh, so, Proverbs chapter 30, we'll read verse 24 to 28. There are no animals in the world that are small. Thank you, ma'am. But very, very clever. Hmm. Four animals in the world are small. So, what I shall say, they are exceedingly wise. This one says they are very, very clever. Go ahead, go ahead. Ants. Ants. They are weak. Hmm. But they store up their food in the summer. Hmm. Rock badgers. Hmm. They are not strong either. Hmm. But they leave their homes among the rocks. Hmm. Locusts. They are broken. Hmm. But they move in formation. Hmm. Lizards. You can hold one in your hand, mm. but you can find them in palaces. Mm. There are four things that are impressive to mm. watch as they walk. Hallelujah. Amen. That's all right. That last verse, uh, the other, another version says spiders. Who has that version? Yeah, every read that version. Okay, come see every read. Every read your version. Spiders. Yes. And it is in King's Palace. Spiders. Um, we need to understand that before the Bible was put together, before preachers began to preach, um, I was discussing with a group of people over the week about um, some theology and things like that. In theology, there's a course called homiletics. Homiletics is how to prepare your sermon, how to deliver a sermon. Before homiletics, before preachers started developing the art of preaching, God had been preaching to us through nature. The Bible says, the heavens declare the glories of the Lord. So God had been without a preacher, a Bible, or a servant. Nature had been preaching to us. Till today, nature is still preaching to us. Uh, in fact, uh, 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 it will be in the days, in the early days of science. Scientists observe nature, bring up all these laws, and realize that there is an intelligence behind all those things. In fact, the more they study science and study nature, the more awe of God. They have. It's only modern science that goes and study nature or study science and think that God is no longer, does no longer exist. Hallelujah. Amen. So nature has been preaching to us. Now, in an average um, safari, I know we used to have a games reserve uh, in Nigeria. I think it's in the middle girls. Who can remember the name? Yankari, yes. I don't, I don't know how how well uh, preserved Yakari is now, but in, in Kenya, in South Africa, they have games reserved, well preserved, safari. So people that are bold enough, I don't think I can be that strong. But people that are <coughs> courageous enough will enter a car. A safari or a games reserve is 
just leave the animals in their natural estate. No cage, no chain, just leave them to do this normal thing. So people will enter a, a jeep or, or an SUV and, and drive into the safari, into the game preserve to observe the animals. So in the safari, there is, there is something called the big five. Mm. Most safaris, they have their pictures. In fact, as you enter the safari at the entrance, you will have seen the pictures, the big five. These are, I, I, I heard from a hunter that no hunter in Yoruba land, I don't know if it is, if it is um, uh, what's it called, if it is global, but in Yoruba land, that no hunter kills a lion. That if a hunter sees a lion, you drop your gun, you bow down, that like you you respect the lion. And I'm like, ah, it would be, we call be saying, because they worship lion. They say, no, that the hunters believe that if you kill the lion, the lion will be the lion that will eventually kill you as the hunter. So you leave the lion to go while you go about doing your own business. And the lion will respect you, you respect the lion, and everybody goes. Is a beast in the hunting. I'm not a hunter, so I wouldn't know if it is true or not. But for you to understand that these they are animals that are respected. The big fight, number one of this big fight is the lion. The lion is over nine feet long, it weighs over 500 pounds. His teeth are sharp, the roar of the lion alone will terrify other animals. Most animals are intimidated by the lion. He's only one animal that is intimidated by the lion, and he's also part of the big five. He's called the rhino. The rhino weighs 3,600 kilograms. 3,600 kilograms. Like, the rhino is on, is so sharp, is so strong that the roar of the lion doesn't intimidate, intimidate him. Do you understand what 3,600 kilograms is? I don't know what I can use it to, to, weigh, it. to weigh it. One ton is one tipper of cement, yes. Or a tipper of gravel. That's one ton. Now, almost 40 bars of gravel is one animal. The next of the big five is the leopard. The leopard is about eight feet long. It weighs around 250 pounds. A leopard can run 100 meters, can cover 100 meters in nine seconds. A leopard is so fast. A leopard can climb a tree. So if a leopard is chasing you, you climb up for me. <laughs> <laughs> he can climb the tree and it will suspend its weight. It will hold a branch of a tree by the tip of its fingers. And it will suspend its weight by that tip of its fingers. That's why it's weight. So fast. That's number three. Number one is lion. Number two is what? Number three is what? Number four is the buffalo. Buffalo is not a carnivorous animal. You know, it doesn't eat flesh. But it's so strong that the skin of a buffalo, not even the lion's sharp teeth can penetrate it. In fact, 
People believe that it's only man that has ever killed the buffalo. The buffalo dies naturally. No other animal can kill the buffalo. His skin is so strong. And the number five of the big five is the elephant. The elephant weighs 10 tons. 10,000 kilograms. So, what will you expect if God is going to teach us about wisdom? God, who created all this, if he's going to say, come and learn wisdom, he will tell us to learn it from the big five. He will tell us to learn it from how strong a lion is. He will tell us to learn it from the, 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 the rhino. But God, in his own wisdom, says, let's consider these small things which are wise. So I'm going to be teaching us today about what I tell you. Greatness comes in small packages. Tell your neighbor. Greatness comes in small packages. So if God, the author and the finisher of wisdom, all wise God, if God will call something wise, my brother, we should listen to that thing. Am I right? If God himself will say, these things will be wise. So, if you master the wisdom of these small animals, these four animals, it is enough to take you through life. And that's what we're going to spend the next 30 minutes or thereabouts learning. Number one lesson. Lesson number one. Prepare yourself. Somebody say that. Prepare yourself. The Bible says the ants stores up food in summer for winter. An ant is preparing for winter. But when is the ants doing it? The ant is preparing for rain. When is it still sunny? You understand? It, has not, it is not the fire brigade approved. The ant ignores where he is and focuses on where he's going. The ant ignores the green vegetation. Oh, everything is fine now. Don't worry. Relax, my soul. You can eat. The ant ignores how good things are now and start preparing for the future. So, the ant disregards its past, ignores its presence. Because the Bible didn't all just tell us what the ant is doing. The Bible tells us when the ant is doing it. The ant is busy preparing for winter in summer. And let's take a few lessons from this. The ant has enough faith that it will not die before winter. You understand? The ant is small. How many people, we can't even count the number of ants we have killed. You step on ants by mistake or by knowingly. But the ant has enough faith that I will be here for winter. The ants will have said that, oh, all these human beings, they can step on me and kill me and stop preparing. But he has enough faith that he will be here by winter. He didn't worry about predators. He's busy walking towards where he's going. 
He has no time to worry about the current enemies. A number of us will take our time, our effort, our energy, and concentrate and start focusing on what is wrong today. The act ignores all the people that hate him now. The people that want him dead today. He starts looking at the future. Tell somebody, look at your future. Look at your future. Now, the act also gets its own food. He doesn't wait for someone else to get the food for him. Unlike this Sorosuke uh, entitled generation. This generation is so entitled that we want everything to be to drop at our feet. Everything was drop at your life. The ant gets its own food. Tell your neighbor, don't be lazy. Come on, tell him as if you know it. Say, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Get your own food. To prepare means that to get it ready before time. Pre. Get it ready before time. So if you are going to walk in the wisdom of an ant, you need to be willing to look like a fool. Because at the time the ant is getting prepared, there is still abundance. We've not finished eating what is around. The vegetation is green. Everything is fine. At the time, it's getting prepared for the future. So at times, you look like a fool. But some of the things that you talk about, people will not believe you. But get prepared. Tell your people, get prepared. So lesson number one from the hands is what? Come on, talk to me. So you should be preparing for what you don't need now. We have a mentor, uh, one of our fathers, a very revered father, that came to stay with us for a couple of days. And the man told us, start saving for your child's university tuition now. Ah. At first, I felt like, ah, Baba, like, And I took, I took results from that. Start saving university school fees now. When the child is in the nursery school, yourself. Prepare for what you don't need now. And that is even an action of God. God does not react. God acts. Things don't happen. Then God now says, ha, ha, what will we do? Then God is, is all of a sudden uh, uh, caught on our ways. No. God prepares for every possible scenario. Tell your neighbor, say prepare. The ant has that wisdom from the ants. The ant carries food that is three times its weight. Have you seen this cartoon, the ants? That animation. Maybe, maybe or if you're looking at a time that I get wisdom from this, our kids, uh, at that time. The ant carries a weight that is three times its size. That is faith. One man, uh, one man of God said, sometimes ago, I was, I was in the university then. He said, bite more than you can chew. Trust God to help you chew in excess. Carry that three times. Carry it by faith. Drag it in by faith. 
Even though it looks bigger than me, it looks like, oh, you don't have any connection, you don't have any money. Carry it by faith and keep dragging it. Praise the Lord. Let's quickly go to the next one. Number two, position yourself. Tell your neighbor, say that. The next animal is called the conies. The conies, though they are feeble, they are, hand, they, they, are, they are like rabbits. Their hind feet is very feeble. They cannot run. They cannot dig a hole when predators are coming. But the Bible says the conies do something. It positions itself in between the rocks. Even though that's a weakness, and I need to tell you, everybody has a weakness. Tell your neighbor. You are not you are not the only one. Everybody has a weakness. But the goddess, even though he has a weakness, he positions itself in between the rocks. For this new level of greatness, for this new level of glory, you need to reposition yourself. You need to get out of your weak places. You need to stop throwing a pity party. Oh, don't you know that my leg is weak? I can't run. So, the is, even though the leg is weak, it cannot run. It positions itself. And I need to tell you this. Everyone who has been great in life, everyone who has done something great in life, has got one limitation of the other. Everyone. They've got one limitation. Hallelujah. So if you can reposition yourself, the Lord will use you. Amen. And where does the goodness position itself? Where? In the rock. In the rock. Who is the rock? Jesus. Oh, who is the rock? The of so when you position yourself in the rock of the rock of ages. Hide yourself 
in the rock. Yes, Tell somebody, hide yourself in the rock. Quickly, let's go to number three. Number one is what? Number two is what? Number three, propel yourself. Tell your number. Civilization in those days, they are more afraid of locusts than of chariots. Locusts can turn the economy of a city upside down overnight. Locusts, when they attack anything, any green in that civilization will be turned to ground. Anything. Once they, are, once they come to your town, just, just, just forget it. Anything green there, you, you will finish it. So the locust does what we didn't learn from both the ants and the conies. The locust never does anything alone. The Bible says the locust don't have a leader. They attack. They go. In, I love that that version. He said they go in formation. They go together. Some of us, our issues is about opening up to people. We don't, we are not able to open up to people. And that has been our, our, our major issue. This level of glory will require you not to go alone. There's a football club that says that their, their, their motto is what? You never walk alone, right? <laughs> so, they, they never do things alone. Surround yourself with people who are hungry. Because that's another thing. You are scared. Ah, if I open up to this person, uh, XYZ will happen. The Kodis are smart enough, I mean, the locals are smart enough to surround themselves with someone who is hungry. With the person who is so hungry that is eating what is in front of him, he cannot be, he cannot have time to be jealous about you eating what is in front of you. So they surround themselves. The locals never give up. They don't quit. A locals, if you like, do a face, cover the atmosphere, the locals will find a crack. Once they can find a crack, it is from that crack, they will expand, expand, all of them will enter from that crack. They don't give up. They never, they go, if the crack goes through a door, they will go through a window. Never give up. You try things, you've done things, things have been here and there, never give up. Tell your neighbor, never give up. Never give up. Another lesson from the locals, they go together. Unlike the bees, for those of us who grew up in the village, you will know how bees operate. For these city children, they may not know. Bees, a bee, the, the hive of bee, they will send one of them to first go and check the nectar or wherever they are going. Then the person, the, that bee will come back, then the whole hive will go. The locals don't do that, they go together. You know what God is telling you? God is about to send you to a place that nobody has ever been to. God is about to take you to a level that nobody has ever taken to your family. Yeah. And it's only two people that God has. Yeah. I said God is taking you to places that nobody has ever been to. Yeah. 
So the locusts, even though they are not big, but they are relentless. And they go together. I said you are setting the pace of your family in the emotion. So let's now examine the body of the locust. The locusts are like grasshoppers. Uh, it's just that their wings are straighter and tinier. And their wings are narrow. So they cannot flap the wing like that of a grasshopper. In, in other words, a grasshopper, when it hops, it has flap the wing to fly. The locust cannot flap its wing. Yet, the locust, they travel for hundreds of miles and they cannot fly. How do they do that? The strength of the locust, like I said, uh, when we were talking about the police, everybody has a weakness. The locust cannot flap its wing, but his strength is in his legs. The locust can jump 200 times its height. The locust can leap from the, from the floor 200 times high. Boom! But now, it is not just about the fact that the locust is jumping. That is the major thing here. It's when the locust jumps. The locust waits for the wind. Once the wind is blowing, the locust jumps. Boom! And catches the wind. Who is the wind? No, 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 no. The Bible says in the, in the, in the, in the, in the upper room, the apostles were gathered. And what happened? There was a mighty rushing wind. Who is that mighty rushing wind? That's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So when you wait for the move of the Holy Spirit and you jump, and you need to flap your wings, the wind will carry you. Now, the locust doesn't chant its own course. The locust doesn't have a, a Google map to say this is where we are going. The locust just jumps, catches the wind, and relax. The wind carries it. Wait. So the Lord is giving you peace. All he does to do is know when to jump. If the locust jumps after the wind has gone, he will just jump and go back. The Holy Spirit is taking his carrying you. Yes, sir. 
Oh. Because at times, what the Spirit asks you to do is stupid. I'll give an example. Uh, you remember the, the man, uh, uh, one of our fathers that came two weeks ago, Pastor Ben Oyebandi, one of my mentors. Pastor Ben's father was my dad's mentor, in fact, our grandfather. So, when he was in a particular church, it was an elite church, he was the chairman of that church. Uh, so, the, the spirit moved him to tell the board of elders, the, elder, the church had some shares in some companies, and he told them, sell the shares. Now, you know now, academics, economists, bankers, which can, which can, where did they even pray God is our pastor that will be doing the lighting? How will you tell us to sell shares? The shares in those days was bought about 20 something million. How will you tell us to sell shares? Shares have been appreciated, blah, 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 it's not just speaking English, okay? Baba said, you know, you know, in our mother churches, if the board of elders keep against something, the pastor cannot do. So, Baba kept quiet. It was not up to two months later. Do you remember all that time, I think 2006 or thereabouts, whereby all the shares crashed, the stock market crashed, collapsed. Hardly were they able to get two million out of that shares when they were. When they were, when they were, when they were, when they were, after the two months, when they were, 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 that when I tell you things, it may not look uh, academic today. Listen. Ah, they learned the lesson, but but but, but, <laughs> but that's what happens. Don't fly against the wind. When the spirit is in battle, baron, share, when is when the spirit when he sends a message to you there is God wanting to do just obey just obey so when the spirit sends to you don't fly against the wind we crash because you don't have enough wings. You know, imagine your wings to fly for long. We'll go to the last uh, lesson because of time. Lesson number one is what? Number two? Number three? Number four? Produce yourself. Tell your neighbor. The spider. Is different from all those three that we've talked about. It's neither an animal or an, or an insect. I'll take what a little bit of biology. The, 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 the spider is classified as an arachnid because insects have six legs and two body parts. But the spider has only two body parts. And eight legs. So the spider is different. You know, is in the own class of itself. For the spider made it into this text, and 
The spider is the only one out of the four that God endorsed its end. That God told us how it ended. Praise the Lord. There are several characteristics, I mean, of over 30,000 species of spider. But all of them have certain common characteristics. Now, the spider produces seven different types of threads, depending on what the situation is. Seven different types. Uh, maybe Spider-Man will help us. You, you know that um, when, you, when, you, when you want to form a spider, a spider never falls down hard. For those of us kids, you watch Spider-Man. Yeah. When Spider-Man wants to fall, what does he do? Thank you. <laughs> no, that I said I learned some lessons a lot from, from this kid's cartoon. When the spider is about to fall, rather than the spider hitting the floor, bam, what does it do? It releases the web and pushes the fall. So even though life may hit you hard, instead of falling hard, because there are several things, several different types of seals in the, in, in the spider. There are several things in you. He said, out of you shall flow rivers. We, we talked about that about, I think, last month. Rivers of living water, not a river. So there are several things in you that you ought to be doing. See, there are times that life may not make you earn as much income as you ought to earn. Eh? But you break your fall. You use a string. You may not be earning one million. You may be two hundred thousand. You in. You break your fall. Right and zero. You may not be earning three hundred thousand. You may be fifty thousand. You break your fall. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the spider. Another lesson from the spider. The spider uses its energy for food. See, enough of 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 teenage Christians. I will eat you. The spider eats his enemy. The people that want to come and <laughs> the people that want to come and spider man, what do, what does he do today? In the way, God bless you. I'll clap for my boy. <laughs> he will wrap them in the, in the he, will, he will release the web and wrap them. We'll, we'll get that, that. So the enemy uses. I mean, the spider uses his enemies as food. Another lesson, the spider does not require an external element to sustain it. All you have to sustain you is in you. Tell somebody, it's in you. I think that's Pete Milk's uh, tagline a couple of years ago. Everything you need to sustain yourself is within you. Your destiny will come out of your own belly. Your salvation your breakthrough will come out of your own self, out of your own belly. Not from who you know, not from your, tech, your, your, your contacts, not from those who like you or dislike you. So it doesn't matter if they like you or they don't like you. Your own destiny, your own breakthrough is going to come from inside of you. Amen. You know, one of the most people the devil fears most is a productive Christian. We're listening to a message uh, 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 on our 
and went to church on the radio station. We just tuned in to a random radio station. And the man was saying, was trying to balance between working and the grace of God. He says, speaking in tongues will not produce the wide results. <laughs> you want to go to that right you go to the to the example, you brought the, you brought the answer sheet for a static scalp, Kadish clap. You started, you started scalpashing on the, on the rice. <laughs> right. Do you understand? So, so, um, uh, Christians, we may talk in tongues. If you are not productive, the devil will be so happy with you. The devil fears a productive Christian. Because the devil knows that you are productive. You are now adding spiritual spirituality to your productivity. Trust me. The sky is the limit. Praise the Lord. So the devil fears a productive Christian. Let's get doing something. Be productive. The first commandment. God gave a man. What's the first commandment God gave man? Eh? Be fruitful. Do something. Be fruitful and multiply. Tell your neighbor, be fruitful. It was a command. It was not a blessing. It was not a promise. It was a command. Be fruitful. So, this is one of the reasons why it is very difficult to destroy a spider. Because it's always productive. Now, let's look at some weaknesses of the spider. The spider has eight eyes. All those eight legs are surrounded with eyes. The spider has eight eyes. But the spider can barely see. But the spider is a, is a huge hunter. But the spider cannot see. Everybody has a weakness. So how does the spider hunt successfully? When, when he has eight eyes, I mean, when you have eight eyes, you're supposed to be the sharpest. But with the eight eyes, it bends. What? The spider feels. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith, not by sight. You may not see it. You may not see a solution in front, but you can feel it. I can feel breakthrough coming through for you in the name of Jesus. You can feel it. The spider can feel, can sense movements, can sense movement. And this new level of greatness is not by sight. You may not see it, but you can feel it. Tell somebody I can feel it. I can feel it. I may not see it, but I can feel it. I may not see it, but I can feel it. Let's take maybe one or two more lessons. From the spider. The same web that the spider moves on, eh? when the enemy gets on that same web, he gets stuck. How come? How will, how will the spider be able to move on its web and the enemy gets to that same web and gets stuck? The spider secretes an oil on each of his legs. Is that oil that makes it glide on that same way? So what is the oil here? The oil is the anointing. The anointing 
is what's going to make you flow through what others get to and get stuck. But the anointing on you will make you move forward where others will stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is an anointing that lubricates tough places. That anointing is falling on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said the anointing that lubricates tough places is falling on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The spider's venom is in his mouth. Some spiders are, are so poisonous that they can even kill man. The Bible says the power of life and death is where? In your mouth. So no matter what life keep, throws at you, keep producing. Jesus caused the victory because of what? Why did Jesus cause the victory? It was not productive. It was not producing anything. Fruitless. So the Bible says the, the, this spider worked with our hands. The spider worked with our hands. There should be a coordination between what you do with your hands and what you have in your spirit. I can tell you this sermon now. I can give this sermon. And you have it in your spirit. Oh, uh, prepare yourself, produce yourself, uh, prepare yourself, position yourself. You have it in your spirit. I want to argue, nothing. There should be a coordination between the word that is dropping to you in church, that this word is going to your life. There should be a coordination between that and what your hand is doing. The Bible says the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. She was called virtuous, not because she can speak in tongues. Although, in, our, in a lot of our sisters' program, when we want to talk about uh, single ladies, virtuous women, we only talk in the spiritual. I don't think, I, I hardly have seen a, a, a sister's program where they, where they properly execute this, this verse, this scripture, probably. That woman was, was a big businesswoman. Big man, big one, sir. Very annoying. The Bible says she considered a field and she went to buy it without money. The woman was not called virtuous because she was seeking the number. She was called virtuous because she was productive. She works with her hands. She works with her hands. Tell your people, do something. Don't be idle. The Bible says, I will bless the works of your hands. If you are not doing anything with your hands, there's nothing God will bless. But when you do something with your hands, you will end up in the palace. Let's go on it. We just say one word before our Father comes to lead us in prayers. Just this one word of declaration as if you know it. I want you to shout at the top of your voice. Say, before the end of this year. Before the end of this year. Before the end of this year. I will end up in the palace. I will end up in the palace. The spider walks with her hands. And ends up in the palace. Declare that the works of my hands will take me to the palace. Come on, we get to pray. We get to pray. The works of my hands will take me to the palace. Go ahead and pray unto God.